0: The book Deep Work by Cal Newport is what enabled me to reach my current position. Concepts like entering a state of flow, scheduling directed work time, and maintaining clear boundaries between work and leisure have been instrumental in my journey. In this episode, I'll delve deeper into these ideas and hopefully inspire you to invest your time in reading or listening to this book. Welcome to Plants Dig Soil, a podcast that's about realistic regen ag. I'm your host, Scott Gillespie, and I'm an agronomist from the Western Canadian Prairies specializing in climate-smart agriculture. I discuss scientifically proven practices that benefit the planet and, just as importantly, farmers' economic sustainability. Be sure to visit my website, www.plantsdigsoil.com, for resources and information about the services that I offer. I initially came across this book in 2016, but I didn't delve into it until the winter of 2017-2018, when I was in the process of establishing my agronomy consulting business. Cal's central premise is that the ability to sustain deep concentration for extended periods enhances productivity. At that time, social media was gaining momentum, and I noticed that I was struggling to sit down and read a book, something that I had previously done for hours on end. By adopting time-blocking techniques, I was able to train my brain to engage in deep work when necessary, and fully unwind during the designated leisure time. This is because living in a perpetual state of distraction and multitasking hinders our cognitive abilities from reaching their full potential. A recent experience illustrates the effectiveness of time-blocking. Last Friday, I hadn't accomplished what I intended for my college lectures this week, I had made a start, but I was unsure of my direction. Instead of working over the weekend, I decided to enjoy some time in my yard, which in many ways constituted deep work for me. I was completely engrossed in the tasks, such as picking crab apples, processing them into fruit leathers, and trimming and tidying my yard for winter. On Monday, after spending a couple hours of sipping tea on my porch, tending my garden, and going for a walk, I found that the work had begun, that I had begun on Friday suddenly made sense. I was able to create and edit slides effortlessly to complete my lecture. Of course, not every situation allows for that amount of flexibility. If I had lecture scheduled for Monday morning, I might have had no choice but to work during the weekend, even if it meant a less polished result. The goal, however, is to manage my workload during the week in a way that it eliminates the need for last minute weekend work. While deep work is crucial, there's still room for multitasking and addressing shorter tasks. Life isn't entirely composed of deep work. I've discovered that dedicating the first three to four hours of my day to mentally demanding tasks and saving smaller tasks for later in the day allows me to accomplish my goals more efficiently. Many agronomists might talk about working for 12-hour days, and especially during the summer, but that doesn't suit me. I've tried it before, and it left me mentally and physically exhausted. By focusing intensely during the week and during specific periods, I believe that I can deliver better results in an eight-hour workday, Monday to Friday, than trying to fill every available moment. Interestingly, some of my best insights have come have happened during the weekend when I intentionally steer clear of work-related thoughts. So to capture these ideas, I use a notes app on my personal phone. When inspiration strikes, I jot down my thoughts and leave them for the work week. Speaking of my personal phone, it's been a valuable addition to my life. By switching off my work phone on weekends, I avoid seeing texts that could disrupt my weekend mindset. Even if I don't intend to respond, just the mere sight can divert my focus. This phenomenon is known as attention residue, where your brain lingers on the last task, even after you've moved on. Engaging in deep work can be challenging, requiring effort and a personalized approach. I'm an early bird, so I tackle my most critical tasks first thing in the morning. Night owls, on the other hand, might find evening work more suitable. In his book, Cal Newport offers various strategies to help you discover your ideal routine. By prioritizing deep work, you can outperform those who struggle to concentrate. At the very least, you'll free up more of your time to pursue your passions. As I revisited this book to refresh my memory on its lessons, I realized there's one that I've never fully implemented. Tracking periods of deep work and noting insights or goal accomplishments. I partially accomplished this through task organization. I've been using the Trello app for many years with cards arranged in lists by days of the week and weeks of the year. This approach allows me to stay on top of my daily tasks and at the end of the day, I can prepare for the next day which basically shuts off work-related thoughts because I can say everything's ready for tomorrow and I just leave it. At the end of each week, I do this, except for it's for the coming week, and this allows me to have a work-free weekend. While I informally track my accomplishments, formal tracking might be beneficial. I'm going to start adding a segment to the podcast where I share what I've been up to. Many people often ask me, what does an agronomist do over the winter? So over time, I hope to provide a comprehensive answer to that question. This week, I started by discussing the teaching, and next week, I'll strive to keep you up to date on my activities. So I encourage you to explore the book. I'll provide a link to the author's website in the description where you can purchase it or borrow it from your local library. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll be back with you again next week.